All right, you ready to do this? Yeah. Okay, I got an intro. Okay, sweet. Spoiler alert! Here is this week's show show with Sweets and Slaney. Oh God, what is this episode going to be like? I, I already don't know. feel it. Do you already have a hunch about this one? I, like Quasimodo, have a hunch. I Very good. I If maybe a little bit um, tactless, very, very good. Congratulations. Mm. I thought last week's episode was terrible. Did I, you? I really fault myself. Like I found that I was did very you, sleepy. Did you listen back to it and think... Yeah. Inclusively, it was bad. I had a feeling it was bad, oh, and then no. I, I listened back to it. And it's never your fault. It's always like, Oh, come on. No, seriously. It's always, Colin, shut up. Shut up. Well, sometimes you're just trying to fill the void, baby. <laughs> it's true. Like, you know what? If I'm not contributing anything, what do you do? I like when you call me baby. And also... <laughs> <laughs> I think that's why I was put on this earth, to fill the void. <laughs> fill it a void. We're all just filling a void of some sort. But then Ross told me last night, my brother mm-hmm. who listens to the podcast, he said that it was like his favorite episode ever. No way. So this is additionally complicating for me because wow. now all, what it really says is I don't know what my audience likes. No. So and Anna listened to it last week and I said, oh, you got to know, like that was not a coffee episode for me. Oh yeah, thing. what did what did she say about last week's episode? She said she really liked it. Oh, that's good. Yeah, she wanted to hear about Pen Fifteen because she really likes Pen Fifteen. We barely talked about it. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I watched the whole season. Yeah, I know, and you liked it. I watched the whole damn thing on the weekend. Mm-hmm. I cried in the last episode. Did you? You know what? I just cry all the time now. Yeah, you're I'm, a cry. I'm in a phase in my life, but I wasn't a crier for most of my life. I was a crier when I was like seven. Okay, I cried. I was that kid who cried every of- day in class. Oh, really? For some reason or another, in grade seven, I cried every day. Me and this other kid. In grade seven, you and another kid cried every day? Yeah, they were like, we were, can, can we were get token, some background there? token criers. I don't know, because I was like a weird kid, and like sometimes people weren't nice to me, but also sometimes they were just normal to me, and I would take it offensively. Oh. Or like if the teacher was like, stop talking, right? I, I would be like, uh. No way. <laughs> super, so super How many fragile. people do you think saw you cry in junior high? Uh... I don't, or did you like conceal it? Junior high? Like, kind of run away? Not junior high. You said grade seven. Did I? You? At seven years old At is se- what I meant. Okay. Okay. If you, I said grade seven, I misled you. I think you said first seven and yeah. then grade seven after that. Okay. Yeah. No, but lest, just at seven. Okay. Lest anybody think that me as a preteen was this like fragile little baby. I was, but not in the same way. Not in a public manner. No, I, I bottled that shit up. That's good. No, at seven <laughs> years old, I was, I was openly weeping often. And then something happened in, I guess, like grade three or four. Mm-hmm. I think I just had more friends. I felt a little bit more confident. Pokemon happened. So there was more to, sure. to keep me sunny right. and jubilant. More to think about. That's right. <laughs> I could just distract myself with Charmander. Yeah. And uh, and then I didn't cry. I probably cried like under 10 times for 10 years. Well, that's good. And now, good as an, now as an adult, just sappy sentimental stuff makes me cry. It'll get you. Yeah. It'll get you. Yeah. And so ultimately, Pen15 <laughs> is the show, this wonderful depiction mm-hmm. of friendship yeah. when you're at your worst. <laughs> yeah. And then at the end, it's just very sweet. I won't give it away, but it's just... You'll, you'll know. Did they stay pretty good friends? Did they have much of a fallout throughout any of the series? They have a major fight in almost every episode. Oh, do they? Okay. Yeah. okay. The, the way the 13-year-old girls would. After the pilot episode, they're... They're, they're at odds a lot because, sure. and I think that's realistic, because though they have been children together and deeply in love with each other as friends for as long as they can remember, mm-hmm. and they've made this pact to do everything together as they grow and change, mm-hmm. people grow and change at different rates. Totally. And so it's really stressful to witness that. Right. And you uh, kind of take out your frustrations on each other, I think. People grow and change at different rates, and there's so much more hostility around that would cause you to change your mood towards someone in junior high right and you have all this shame when you're 13 because that's when the changes are happening at most Mm -hmm. and other people around you are causing you to feel shame right you don't understand yourself or anything right there's just all this anger yeah you're just anger and you don't know it's like the mulaney bit where he right he's like i'm very small and i have no money (laughs) yeah right (laughs) i'm having a very hard day (laughs) (laughs) anywho how you feeling? You good? You still off coffee? I'm still off coffee, yeah. I'm trying to do like a two-week buffer okay. to kind of trick myself out of drinking as much coffee as I was drinking and trying not to like make myself uh, too hyped up and too like, like I don't like to use the word anxiety because I, I think that might be misplaced, but to make myself a little less like anxious. You know, sometimes you sure. just get that feeling in your gut. Yeah. And sometimes I think it's just from coffee. 
Oh, maybe. Maybe you know, it's like anxiety. The butterflies, like, uh, uh. no, I don't think so because that's one away. Okay. I don't right. have that. So, but is two weeks like the given medical buffer for detoxing from caffeine? I don't know. And and I'm still drinking some caffeine. Like I'll have a diet Pepsi, right? And there's like 34 milligrams, but compared to a coffee, there's like 120 milligrams in that. You know what I think about sometimes? We were at K Rock. You mm-hmm. know how like the the announcers shared a little jock lounge? Yeah. And Darren Harvey always had like a little baggie of food. Yeah. He was a little baggie of food, and he was done his show. And I was still like an hour away from having to do my show. Yeah. And he's like, here, do you want one of these? And they were like glossettes. They were like chocolate covered. Sure. Something or other. And I was like, oh, what's this? And I eat it. And he's like, oh, that's a a chocolate covered espresso bean. That's the same as drinking three cups of coffee. Oh, yeah. He tricked you. I was like, fuck you, man. I got to do a five hour (laughs) radio show now. And I'm already nervous all the time. Yeah. I'm super hopped up. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Why do you have a whole bag of those? (laughs) You psychopath. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) What are you trying to do to yourself? Get the effects of cocaine going on? Yeah, just hand them out to nervous little 22 year olds (laughs) in the valley. Right. It's like, it's the equivalent of like, well, that's PCP. See you later. <laughs> that's angel dust. Enjoy the yeah, ride. Right. Did you ever get valley anxiety? Did you ever like walk into like a Tim Hortons and they knew you weren't from around here? Um, no, you, I think dealt with that more than I did. Cause you were always walking around through the daytime. Like the, the nature of when your shift was, was you were doing evenings. I guess so. So you had a lot more through the day stuff that you had to do. And probably a lot of it was in my head, but like there was this real weird sense of like day longers at Tim Hortons. You'd walk in and they'd be sitting around the table. Maybe that was part of it. Like the people that were off during the day all know each other. I guess. But the people on the weekend and stuff, it wasn't strange to not know someone going through a I Super guess like. there was like a weird resentment about it too. Cause there's two kinds of Valley folk, right? There's the people who uh, are desperate to get out mm-hmm. and the people who can't understand why you would ever want to leave, including people who have come from away. Like do there was this weird like hostility against us wanting to go back to the city on the weekends. Do you think you might be overthinking that a little bit or are you no, pretty? <laughs> I've never overthought something in my life. <laughs> okay. Okay. Fair enough. No, I don't think I'm capable of overthinking. All right. Yeah, you're right. I probably just didn't notice it, <laughs> but it was definitely happening. I uh, I have been overthinking our uh, listener explains a thing segment that we tacked oh. on. All right. Because we made all these jokes last week in the podcast about how they're always directed at me. They're always correcting something I said. Uh-huh. And I started to take that really personally the more I thought about <laughs> oh, it. Oh, no. And I was like, I'm already this person who is wrong all the time. Like I already battle every day against your stupid Colin and like, wait internally. Yes. Okay. Yes. And, and, and so now this is turning out to be true or maybe I just talk too goddamn much. Do we, do we have one today? Yeah. Is it about me or you? Uh, it is, I think it's about me. You want to listen to it? Sure. Let's do it now. It's actually, it's actually a couple of them. We got a couple of them. Oh, all right. All right. So listen close here. Okay, listener explains a thing. Survivor discussion last week. Sunscreen is a must. It's required uh, for you to take sunscreen. Toothpaste, possibly as a luxury item, but it's listed in what you may take in your non-game bag. So after you're voted out, it's recommended you might want to take some personal hygiene items, like a toothbrush, with you after your eliminated uh, game bag. While there's no official timeline for fandoms naming themselves, the earliest known examples are generally accepted to be Sherlockians, the name assumed by Sherlock Holmes fans, and those who were a part of Beatlemania, calling themselves Beatlemaniacs. Uh, also, Colin Sweets referred to himself in the third person. It's not that it's a bad thing, but it would be uh, discouraged, I guess, going forward. That's just that's just kind of a shot. That's just shade. Can we say first of all, my dad has a great radio voice. He does. He actually yeah. has great pipes. He sounds like someone who uh would explain a thing on the Discovery Channel. Oh, that's he'd, cool. He'd be like he well actually it was perfect because he was the one who was talking about Oak Island. That's right. And he was like Actually, this person that like he sounds like <laughs> he knows exactly what he's talking about. He's wise. They should hire him at the History Channel to be their fact checker. They should, or their imaging guy. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. So the thing about Survivor was was my topic because I'm the Survivor viewer, and I swore up and down there's no way 
they don't let them have sunscreen. And dad's like, no, they do. They openly say they're allowed to have sunscreen. <laughs> right. But I also swear they have toothpaste. Toothpaste. I, I don't think I can be moved on that. So you think that's happening under the table? He says it's in their second bag. They get to take a, a after the game bag for when they're on the jury. You know how they come back from the jury so, and they're like uh, looking a little fresher? Isn't their jury just like a hotel room? No, it's called, it's sponsored by Ponderosa. Doing it better a great You're deal You're kidding better. me. I'm dead serious. And so they actually have a web series called Survivor Ponderosa. You're not serious. Which is, I'm dead serious. It's a second reality show on YouTube or on CBS.com or whatever, where you can watch them come back to the little camp, which is like a lot better. It's okay. not It's not the beach like Survivor, but it's also not the Four Seasons. Like it's a cabin. Right. And they just like gossip about the game. Okay. They, they do a weigh-in to see how much weight they lost. Wow. And it's sponsored by Ponderosa. Oh, my God. And it's called Survivor. Are they Survivor. feeding them Ponderosa? I don't think so. Oh, God. I can't wait for Big Brother Swish LA. <laughs> this, this is where we're sending you guys to the Swish LA. I've we're going to give you a half a leg dinner. I've never seen a Ponderosa. I don't know if we have Ponderosa. I don't really even know what they are, but I assume they're like a Montana's. Yeah. I remember the commercials. Doing it better. A great deal better. I think that they... Good pitch, by the way. Yeah. I think that they might have been around. It was like one of those things like Applebee's. We had an Applebee's for a second and then it was just gone. Right. Remember the bottom of Portland Street? That that thing that might now be a uh, like a dog grooming shop or a bank. Okay. It used to be a big <laughs> restaurant. My favorite and they thing, changed that restaurant every two years. My favorite thing is when a Wendy's, which couldn't look more distinct architecturally, becomes a credit union. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's the best thing ever. At that point, you need to just sell it to another restaurant. Why yes. would you make it a credit union? I don't know, but it's happened once or twice. Uh, the other big one in Halifax, uh, or Dartmouth rather, is Hooters. Like We now have this very physio clinic this that was really odd looking building that's yeah. a physio clinic, and it has the brightest orange tin roof. Right. And it's either... Well, no, it's got to be Hooters. I can't think of anything else that's that color orange. No, nothing. But we don't I'm have surprised that they didn't try to paint it. I don't know. I think it's too much work. Let's and what, orange. And I don't physio. It can have an orange roof, I sure. guess. And so the other correction came from uh, our friend Jade, who uh, pointed out because we were discussing Beliebers, and we we wondered yeah. we wondered where that fandom name first came from. Apparently, Sherlockians. Sherlockians, which were definitely the neckbeards of their time. Yeah, that's not great. Sherlockian. That sucks. Uh, Beatlemaniacs is pretty good. Yeah. Because it's paying homage to Beatlemania. But what was, what was my argument? What was the first? Uh, I don't know. Did I have an idea of what the first one might be? I kind of forget. Probably like apostles, right? Cause they were just. They, right. They were. Jesus freaks. That's what Elton John was saying about. <laughs> out in the streets. Yeah. They had tickets out for God. Exactly. That's right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Metaphorically speaking, maybe. Oh, I like that so much. I found a cool video on YouTube a while back of, of Elton John in like 1973 or something writing Tiny Dancer. What? And so he's like going through a bunch of lyrics that Bernie Taupin has given him. And he's like, I think I'm going to try and write this one because it's like, it's 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 about Bernie's girlfriend. And I'm like, Tiny Dancer is about a guy named Bernie's girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. I don't know who Bernie Taupin is, but it's just so weird to right. him say it so plainly. Bernie's girlfriend. And then he just pulls out Tiny Dancer. It's the yeah. craziest thing to see. That's amazing. Yeah. At any point, well, no, it would have been more interesting, I think, to see Bernie Toppin writing the lyrics, like, Jesus freaks, but lady in the sheets, no, that doesn't, treats, <laughs> freaks, that doesn't rhyme, but let's use it. Right, why not? Yeah. Handing out tickets for God. <laughs> Handing out tickets Because for they stand Jesus. Did you know that Merriam-Webster's Dictionary added 640 new words to their compendium of language this week, one of which was stan. Stan. As in uh, either a noun, an excessive fan, or a verb to uh, exhibit fandom in an excessive or dangerous way. And so there's now an English word that is inspired by a goddamn Eminem song. Oh, you're kidding me. Dead serious. Oh, wait a second. It was you. It was you. We talked about that last <laughs> right, week, Right, <too>. yeah. <laughs> Full circle. They also have swole is added to the, to okay. the dictionary. And egot. EGOT has been added. And GOAT also, like capitals. Right. That's good. Yeah. People used to use the word GOAT as like the the worst person on the team. Yeah, that's like right. Like GOAT was someone that, oh, he's the GOAT. They use it on Survivor, in fact. Oh, really? Yeah, he's dragging things down. He's kind of dead weight. He's the GOAT. And now it means greatest of all time. Right. I who, like it. Who was the first sports figure to get that title? 
Well, goats started becoming more popular in the LeBron Tom Brady era. Okay. Like people weren't referring to MJ as the goat quite as much. But he was the greatest. But n- well, now they're talking about MJ being the goat because there's a huge discussion between MJ and and LeBron. Okay. About who the goat is. Anybody else? But I in basketball? Yeah. They're kind of they're no, they're kind of the the yeah. two that people talk about. They yeah. overlook like Kareem and Larry Bird. But, okay. All right. But they're top two. And then some little chirp about uh Speaking of myself in the third person, which I only vaguely remember doing. Yeah, I don't remember you being like, Colin Sweets, sitting down here, getting ready for the podcast. Maybe you don't need coffee after all. Yeah, Yeah, I'm feeling good. (laughs) You're feeling good. I did have like a coffee tea, so there was some caffeine in that. What the hell is a coffee tea? So it's a David's tea. Oh my god! It's so. Is it like a coffee being ground up in hot water? I kind of forgot that. I no, it's it's way less than that, Sweets. Okay. It's like a small bag filled with, well, we'll let Jade explain it next week. <laughs> Do you want one of these chocolate-covered beans, by the way? Oh, yes. Perfect. <laughs> It'll totally mellow what you out. What a hack that would be. I know. That was, yeah, that's how I trick you into being good on the podcast yeah. every week. <laughs> yeah. Hey, have a uh, glossette. I just love these glossettes. Out- outwardly drug you. Yeah. Also, yeah. glossette is not a word I have said aloud in 20 years. Glossette. Raisinette. Yeah. Well, they, yeah, they were the purple box for the raisins, yeah. the yellow box for the peanuts. Right. What were the peanuts called? I think they were Glossette was the company. Right. Glossette peanut. Yeah. Sure. Okay. I don't know. Chocolate covered peanuts, probably. Mm. I don't know if that's a thing anymore. Taken for granted, probably. <laughs> You're right. People took them for granted. <laughs> they actually released a statement. <laughs> you guys have been taking us for granted, and we're leaving. You don't appreciate we're Glossettes shut, like we used to. Shop. <laughs> if you really cared you would have been buying them <laughs> the tolkien family mm-hmm. has not given their blessing they have not granted their blessing to the studio that is producing the film tolkien starring nicholas holt the biopic about J.R.R. tolkien which is coming out this summer who's nicholas holt he was uh he was in uh x-men i think and he was he was the t- titular boy in about a boy Okay. Oh, uh, wow. And uh, yeah, he's been around. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a young heartthrob. And he's playing Tolkien, but they they uh, do not uh, sanction this film, which I don't know if they need to, but they're clearly not okay with something in it. Yeah. He must hit someone in it. They've disavowed it. Yeah, maybe. Or or maybe they just, because he was like this big Christian guy, right? So I don't know if, uh, if they kind of illustrate something that sullies that or if they just paint him in a bad light, mm-hmm. if they make him angry. I don't know anything about Tolkien. No, neither do I. Maybe he like experiments with something that he shouldn't experiment with. Caffeine. Yeah, probably caffeine. Probably caffeine. Maybe it's that. Or maybe it's like drugs or homosexuality. Not that I'm not that I'm saying he shouldn't have done that. No, nobody thought that. <laughs> Guys. Nobody thought that's what you meant. Let me level with you. But I also think that that's not the case for J.R.R. Tolkien. No, did I well, you could tell me that and I'd be like, oh yeah, sure. Kind of like how uh, J.K. Rowling is like, you know, making up stuff about Harry Potter. Huh? Right. Yeah. You don't. You don't choose to be gay. J.K. Rowling does. <laughs> J.K. Rowling choo- tells you. She chooses for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's a teacher right there. Yeah. Oh, poor. It's like I, of course, love everything she created, and I don't know if I really appreciate that she has kept it alive, mm-hmm. or if I think she's truly nuts. Apparently, for, it's on a, some level, clearly thinking this is real. Apparently, it's a fact. Like someone mentioned like uh using the washroom and she was like oh well wizards would just yes. poop on the floor yeah that was a big meme and yeah okay. it was a serious thing like back like that the the plumbing industry was not introduced into the wizarding world until like much later and that wizards would just relieve themselves on the floor and right. then do a spell to make it go away and i heard the argument made of like is that really the ideal world wouldn't no. you rather sit on a toilet <laughs> than have to poop on the floor right. and then cast a spell well it's kind of like all these kids out there who want to go to hogwarts they want to get their hogwarts letter the same way we're like i want to go back to the 50s maybe it's not so great it's not so good you don't have to go there because the in the wizarding world they have access to a lot of cool shit but they also have to use ink and quills Mm, and there's a lot of danger so much so much murder happening all the time (laughs) that school should have been shut down on account of one kid who they just keep letting come back and misbehave right away and put everyone at risk right it's like if if Sidney crosby was 
stat like being the cause of players on other teams dying right you know what i mean right it and they were like but he's so special <laughs> he's back again next year it would make more sense if Sidney crosby was really good at hockey as a result of a failed attempted murder when he was an infant that's right uh, yeah that is a little strange what a weird way to get a gift right exactly but i guess it's kind of batman too is it kind of batman yeah he became batman as a result of a murder Yes, but he wasn't like endowed with powers. He was just endowed with fear and anger. Yeah. Much like that. But the fear and anger is what gave Harry Potter the powers. They never explained that. But J.K. Rowling just released a <laughs> media release. Right. Because he's 13 and being 13 is hard. Right. Exactly. Right. It comes full circle. Uh, speaking of Batman, the final episode of Gotham is airing. Okay. And they just put out this three-minute trailer, which actually looks really cool. It looks like this is going to be like a mini Batman movie. Oh, wow. Because what's-his-name is full Penguin now. Mm-hmm. And they got a full-on Riddler and a full-on Joker and a full-on Catwoman. Right. And so it's all kind of... And I think young Bruce is now kind of testing the Batman waters at the end of this series, too. And they still have a dude who's playing um, uh, the mayor. The commissioner. The commissioner. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, what's his name from the OC? Yeah, he's still in it. Okay. Well, the show kind of started that he was the main character, and I think maybe he is still the main protagonist. <laughs> I was just like getting punched in the face once an episode, and that's his right. Game. Well, I think the breakout was—I uh, don't know what his name is—but the guy who played Penguin. I think he went off Penguin. the rails. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He was kind of like an emo-looking guy. Super weird looking. Right. Yeah. I watched that show for a little bit, but. It made me dizzy. And Will you watch the finale? I kind of want to see the finale. Game of Thrones you're starting to watch. Yeah, I don't want to make any spoilers, by the way, in case people are, are, are sure. watching it later. That's fair. But I have been watching Game of Thrones. I I have like this need to apologize for having not watched seven years of Game of Thrones. But oh, I just, Don't worry about it. I can't do it, and I want to be a part of the cultural moment. Yeah. And I yeah. actually feel like I'm totally up to speed. There's people that haven't watched it at all and don't care. I I bless you for wanting to get into it, for understanding that there's something going on to it. It's really cool. Yeah. So next week is the battle at Winterfell. Is that what it's called? Oh, is that what the episode's called? It's yes, and it's uh, it's the longest ever episode of Game of Thrones. I don't know what oh, the length amazing. is. It's also the longest battle scene ever committed to film. It's beating out Lord of the Rings. What? Yeah. How long is the episode? I think the battle itself is like forty-eight minutes. Oh my god, this is gonna be incredible. Yeah. This is going to be really tight. I know. I know. Probably gruesome, too. Yeah. If you if you like this episode, it's going to make you realize that you got to go back and just, like, binge everything else. Which I'm open to. I mean, like, I like Lord of the Rings. I like medieval mm-hmm. warfare and uh, quippy dialogue. Yep. What's holding you back from liking this? Well, it's just I was too far gone. That's all. Yeah. I mean, we know there are a couple of gruesome scenes that I would definitely want to avert my eyes from lest I be scarred forever. We know there's some pretty gruesome stuff occasionally in Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not enough for me not to watch it, but it's just too late. You know, I yeah. know a lot of stuff. Right. I know everything. Yeah. It's still a decent watch. I have no doubt. I've watched it over again. Yeah, that's cool. And it's been very enjoyable. Does any part of you have any interest in reading the books? No. Because they're so long. I know. Well, I just don't really care. Okay. I mean, maybe. Maybe way later. Like yeah. I, I don't think I'm going to do that. Yeah, you don't have to. I'm not putting Song any pressure on fire. You. That's fine. I think we got them for Jen. So I think I actually have them in my house. You bought her like 5,000 pages to read? Yeah. Jesus. She needs to read. <laughs> so Get your nose in a book, Jen. Exactly. Our buddy James Holzhauer just crossed over the million dollar threshold on Jeopardy. Oh, yeah. A million bucks. Is that the most ever? No, he- it's the second most ever. Who is the most ever? Ken Jennings? Ken Jennings with $2.5 million. $2.5 million. But it took him 74 games to get there. Right. James just played his 15th game. Do you think it's more impressive that he's done it in less games? Yes. Okay. It's enormously impressive. It's like Ken Jennings' average game was $34,000, which is a good game, but other people have done that. Right. James's average game is $71,000. And he's obviously a genius. He's like a he genius. But it's got everything, too. His Like, buzzer timing is everything in Jeopardy. Right. You see lots of people, like, clicking the buzzer. They just yeah. can't seem to get through. Uh, having the information, of course, is important. Knowing how much to wager is really important. But mm-hmm. he has this kind of whimsical quality where he seems to be placing all of his giant daily double wagers based on, like, important dates like people's birthdays and stuff really oh yeah yeah i remember you saying that 
And he has this weird wry little smile. Mm-hmm. He's kind of creepy. Like if he wasn't amazing to watch, I'm not sure I'd like him. Right. But I do love his vibe because he's so sensational. When are people going to dig stuff up on this guy? I don't want there to be dirt on James Holes. I'm not. I don't want them. I don't want it either. He's from the grimy underbelly of of Jersey? Ga- gambling uh, life. <laughs> okay, he's a professional gambler. He's a professional gambler. Yeah, I love that. Um, like my, I, I'm in this guy's corner. I want to start watching. I mean, there's no time like the present. The season's about to end. We don't know if he makes it to the end. It's okay. very hard to imagine if he'll ever lose. And Frank, then, frankly, and then he would potentially come back in September. Oh, yeah. Is this what we were talking about? Okay. Yeah. It's a never-ending chain of people on Jeopardy. Right. Um, would it impress you if he got to... Do you, Which do you think is more impressive? Okay. Ken Jennings going 74 games or if this guy ends up losing tomorrow? Uh, it's going to be very hard for me to not suspect when he loses that he threw the game. What? That's how good he is. Oh my god! Like it's just—it's not even fair when he plays. Could this you game. imagine he's just a fixture on Jeopardy forever? Yeah. Well, well. Interestingly, he's making more per episode than Alex Trebek. Put it that <laughs> oh, way. That. What do you think? What if it was like a slum? If Jeopardy started getting suspicious and they like Slumdog Millionaire him, take him out back and <laughs> kind of fill him in a little bit. You mean give him the answers or like shake him down? No, shake him down thinking like, oh, you're cheating somehow. We got to figure this out. <laughs> and then it flashes back to his life riding the rails in exactly. India. Exactly. <laughs> Not necessarily India. Where's he from? Uh, I don't know. His, his grandmother is Japanese. He mentioned that a couple episodes ago. But his oh. name is Holzhauer, which sounds German or Dutch. Yeah, sure. I don't know. Hmm. He so, sounds well-rounded. He's cool. He's he's like he's like I said last week. It's like watching LeBron James play. Like I'm not a sports person, but I like to watch LeBron because I like watching people who are sensational at something. Right. And this is the same sensation. What's his, you know LeBron didn't make the playoffs this year, right? I know wild, eh? Okay. Yeah. Um. What is um his uh, uh gambling thing? Like does, like what's his game? I don't know. I'm so I'm more curious about that. Is it like sports betting? I don't, I'm sure they've talked, I'm sure they've asked him that in the little interview after Mm -hmm. the first commercial, but I always zip through those. I'd say it's either poker or honestly, I think it's like poker has to be the only thing. Maybe. Maybe blackjack. Right now it's Jeopardy, man. (laughs) Right now it's it's Jeopardy. Right now it's Jeopardy. And Alex really loves him. Like Alex is like clearly showing him bias and favoritism the other now, thing that's nice is sorry the other thing is nice that is that uh there could have been uh, a lot of really sad or pitiful stories about jeopardy in the news yeah and now jeopardy's in the news like every day for something triumphant do you think it's a little weird that in the same year that this diagnosis happens we also have the most sensational player of all time potentially someone that you could ask to become the host no. and it almost seems like perfect timing i mean it is a coincidence but being good at jeopardy does does, does not a good host make lend it <laughs> sure no sure but maybe they've pre-screened him but he's he's super weird and like not a good host you don't think so okay no he right. would be so bizarre as a host right he's very like clumsy and has this like creepy little smile <laughs> right i guess well trebek had a creepy little mustache for a bit that was a great mustache. It wasn't creepy. No, no I know. It just, wasn't creepy. Listen, I'm doing the thing where I try to run counter to what you say, so we have a little argument. This is supposed to be a kumbaya loving. You're you right. and I are supposed to get together and agree on everything. That's right. That's right. That's why the <laughs> listeners love it so much. Didn't you get the notes ahead of time? <laughs> I'm going to say this. Agree with agree. it. Agree. <laughs> then you have an opportunity to extemporize. <laughs> Netflix is considering installing a shuffle button. Yeah, not crazy about this. Well, I have some thoughts on it. Uh, obviously, it doesn't work if you're like going to watch the new season of Stranger Things. Right. And in, in really most of their anthology series, mm-hmm. it's not going to work to just watch anything at random. You could just watch any Queer Eye at random. And certainly you could watch just any episode of Friends or The Office at random. Because yeah. that's kind of the idea is that these shows that people just put on in the background, they just don't know which one to put on. Yeah. The problem with that is I don't think people really struggle with which one to put on because everyone's in a continual loop of watching these right. shows. You They're just okay watch, with just going in a row. They just watch the next one. Yeah. 
Although, you know what? I think with Friends and The Office, which are arguably probably two of their like, they are, most viewed. They are the two most viewed the things two most. on Netflix. Yes. When are they getting Seinfeld? Because that is the perfect uh, companion to this I think Seinfeld idea. is under an HBO contract. Well, I think it'd be Fox. Well, no, because Fox doesn't own... Seinfeld owns Seinfeld. Oh, does he? He famously owns Seinfeld. Uh, okay. Yeah. And HBO owns Jerry? Well, I don't know. Who? Jerry. Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. Well, I don't think they. I, I don't know where the show is. I don't. But it's on something already. And okay. It and it can't be on Netflix. Oh, I see. So that's that's problematic. I will say, uh, the Office's contract with Netflix is up next year, mm. and apparently they're scrambling to figure out how they're going to pay because really? Netflix made a huge gaffe last year when they publicized how much they were paying friends to keep friends. And now Office is like, we already know we're in friends bracket. Right. You have to pay us like you paid friends. Right. Or we're going to shop. We're going to take our business to Hulu or whatever. What do you think the residuals are like for the people that starred in the office? It's different because it's such a big ensemble and there's not like, like they're kind of tiered. Whereas the right. six main cast members of friends were distinctly always equals. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many people on the office and they're all at different levels. Yeah. Fair point. So I don't really know how spicy that works. Spicy meatball. It's a spicy meatball, but I'm interested to see what happens. Mm -hmm. Shuffle, you're not you're not game with the Netflix shuffle. I'm o I'm okay with it for those two shows, but I can't picture it working many other places. In most cases, it doesn't seem logical. Although, Jen would use it probably for Mindy. Sure. Although still, I think there's, and I think for The Office too. No, just watch them in order. Yeah, you can just watch them in order. Although there was a thing back when I still had cable. I do have cable, but back when you used to like watch a friend's marathon on a Sunday evening or whatever. Mm -hmm. And for whatever reason, Peachtree TV is not playing them in order. It's just a completely randomized yep. friend's uh, uh, spiel. Yeah. And that was kind of charming. You don't know what's coming next. Oh, look, now Monica's got big hair. Right. Right. Yeah, I know what you mean. It'll, maybe it'll be kind of nostalgia porn for some people. Maybe so. Be like, oh, that was like when I was little. So uh, this actor, Pablo Schrader, he's best known as Porn Stash from Orange is the New Black. Okay. Good right. actor. Hasn't yeah, really yeah. been seen around too, too much. Right. He's going to play the lead in Showtime's Halo TV series, Ah. which seems like it should have happened already if it was going to happen. Yeah. I don't... And it's Showtime? Showtime, Master Chief. He's going to play Master Chief he's in gonna Halo. He's going to play Master Chief. And it's yeah. called Master Chief? It's called Halo. That's called Halo. Yeah. I don't... I don't like this. Like you remember when Halo was the, kind of the biggest thing in the world. Right? Yeah. I don't think people care about Halo anymore. I don't trust Showtime that much. Yeah. You do have a bit of a. I've got a Showtime thing. Because they don't know when to say when. Because they don't know when to say when. And I just think that they. I mean, we've watched many Showtime shows. Yeah. And I don't know how many of those have been S's. Oh, Okay. Yeah, you actually think it might be right. Maybe we shouldn't confuse them with the other premium uh, viewing TV shows just because they're a paid cable. Right. That's fair. All right. Yeah. I don't. I don't give Halo my ass. I'm not excited about it. Let's let's preemptively not give it our ass. Say it already. What should be like awesome? Yeah. Uh, next year, I'm gonna be like, oh my god, did you see Halo tonight? Suddenly, everybody's buying Halo video games yeah, again. Yeah. Halo kind of came and went though. They didn't. They didn't level up like they should have. And it seems to me like there was talk about there being a Halo movie way back then. Yeah. In fact, was there a Halo it, movie? The, I don't think so. There. It's not like Call of Duty. Call of Duty continually puts out games and yeah. people are into it. But And Assassin's Creed. I think Halo had too much of a storyline that they were trying to maintain and it just couldn't happen. Assassin's I, Creed, I think, was kind of the same thing. Like the storyline yeah. just kind of defeated it. Also, the, the premise of Assassin's Creed was ridiculous. It was like crazy. You, you get inside this tanning bed and then you're in the past. Right. <laughs> yeah, I don't... I remember seeing the premise of the movie yeah and i asked my friends like oh my god have you seen how crazy they made the assassin's creed movie and they're like you know that's what the actual video game is like that's exactly what it's about and i puked right then and there <laughs> i just puked and wet myself puked wet myself <laughs> immediately forgot who i was halo was just about uh going into blood gulch and mm -hmm. just shooting up your buddies i don't need a story no no exactly you versus the aliens and your friends bingo Bingo. Couldn't yeah. have said it better myself. 
The Academy voted this week to change the name of the foreign language film category at the awards okay. to international feature film. Okay. And it's the first time it's ever occurred to me that maybe foreign language film is not a very PC friendly right. term. Because you're automatically saying every other language other than English it's is foreign. foreign. It's foreign yeah. to us. Which, I mean, I guess it is because obviously the Academy is, is its fundamentals are English speaking. Right. But still, international is a nicer term. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. I saw the movie Stockholm the other day. Oh, what'd you think of it? I thought it was great. It's getting just okay reviews, to be yeah. honest. Uh, but I'm kind of one of those like anything Ethan Hawke people. Right. Yeah. I, I, does Ethan Hawke have an Academy Award? Because he's one of those people. I don't think he does. He's one of those people who it's crazy he doesn't have an Academy Award, right? Yeah. He's like proudly pretentious and he's like kind of highfalutin and out there. But I'm a big, I'm an Ethan Hawke stan. Sure. <laughs> what would Ethan Hawk Hawkers? Um, yeah, Hawker Hawk Hawk the Hawkies Hawkos. Ha- what are like baby hawks called? Um, chicks. Ch- Ch- chickadees. I'm a chick. Chickadees. Ch- little. No, I don't think that l- works. L- little hawks. Yeah. Yeah. In any case. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> it's good it's it's a movie it's a bank robbery movie we talk a lot about how bank robberies are, are that always makes for a good movie it sure does and it's a true story that took place in the 70s sure it's the the basis behind stockholm syndrome it's the creation of the term stockholm syndrome the media created it after this story about these two guys who hold a, a couple of hostages in a bank for like a week mm-hmm. and they all just kind of like develop this closeness right and it was a good movie yeah it was cool did they, they ended up getting caught in the end, I'm assuming. Well, they're kind of caught from the beginning. Right. Like they're holding hostages in a bank. Yeah. Right? Right. And so they've got all this communication with the outside. It's good. It's it's not getting great reviews. I'll tell you what's getting good reviews mm-hmm. is Endgame, which comes out in a couple of days. Oh, yeah. 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. People want this movie to be good. Yeah. But I have a frustration. And okay. it's that Marvel seems to think we don't know that all of those dusted Thanos victims are going to come back. Like, yeah. it's so silly to me that they've got all the same people out doing all this press and they won't put Tom Holland or Chadwick Boseman out there. Right. They, all the people Talking who got dusted it. at the end of Infinity War. Yeah. Like, do they really think we think that they're dead? They're just gone forever, man. They're of course not. There's a new Spider-Man movie coming out in two months. No, it's dead Spider-Man, though. It's oh, it's just dead Spider-Man. Ghosty, right. they call him. That's not good. You've done better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're better than that. Ghoster. Right. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, you know what? I'm not really that excited about that movie. That's crazy. I'll watch it. It's going to make a billion dollars. I'll watch it and I'll probably like it, but it's not something I've been anticipating. I know you have Marvel fatigue, but do you not recognize that this is a significant film event? I do, but it's, it's almost been diluted for me. Right. With just how many Marvel movies have come out. Well, and similarly to how I feel about Star Wars, although I love Star Wars so much, mm-hmm. there's like all this talk about how this is the end. This is mm-hmm. the last one. And right. we know it's not true. But Star Wars did a good job of postponing that, that movie enough. So I'm like, ah, oh, I just want another Star Wars movie now. Bingo. Yeah. 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 And well, they're going to kind of change gears. Yeah. But post Endgame... Yeah, there might not be any more Tony Stark or, or Steve Rogers. I don't know. I'm guessing mm. not. Right. But we got a lot of other characters to work with and a bunch of other like projects slated. Sure. So it doesn't really feel that high stakes, especially since I'm kind of not, I'm kind of looking forward to a no uh, Iron Man Robert Downey Jr. for 10 years. Yeah. You know, we don't need to see a, a Marvel movie where, uh, you know, Tony Stark gets shot by someone and he's like that's not gonna work for me like (laughs) how much more of that can we take like he's just so sarcastic that nothing is ever uh an issue for him right it's like i got it in the first movie i really liked the first movie the second one quickly fell off the third one kind of brought me back a bit Wow, you had less interest in this character than most people in the world. Because you played Tony, Tony Stark like 11 times. I know. I was, I was talking about specifically in the Iron Man movies. I see. And I, then and then the Marvel movies kind of brought me back. Well, the, the original Avengers. It was, was so like, good. Yep. Well, and the, and the weird thing about him is that it was very clear from the beginning, oh, he's just playing himself. Mm. And so why does he keep wanting to play this guy? Oh, because money talks. And then right. you get really cynical about all these movies. Yeah. Because do you remember when it was like widely publicized? That he was making $40 million for one movie. Yeah. And I think is still probably 
one of the biggest film salaries of all time. Yep. And it was just a little ugly. It was a little vulgar. What? Why, why isn't he doing a movie? Like, I want the era to come back where people want to do movies with Martin Scorsese and, you know, Quentin Tarantino. I know that era has, has clearly not gone by. You sound like such an old fuck. And <laughs> I'm doing my thing. Yeah. I'm doing my thing. Just let me do my thing. Okay, go ahead. Uh, and... And uh, guys like Steven Spielberg. No, just, <laughs> I realized I was done. <laughs> First of all, everybody wants to work with those people. I know. Your premise is flawed. I know. And also everybody wants to get as rich as possible. If somebody said, will you be a person in 11 movies mm-hmm. and we'll give you $100 million, mm-hmm. do you think I'd be, have to think about it? <laughs> Listen, man, you're talking to me like I wrote notes before coming over here. I'm just... Speaking off the top of my dome. 120 episodes in, I still expect things of you. Uh, sure. It's fair. Prepared arguments. I still have a standard. I still have a standard for you. And you're still hoping that one day I'll reach it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's why I keep doing this. Yeah. The, day, the day you show up with like a lot of preparation, I'm just going to be like, all right, we're done. I evolve think. and kind of like dissolve into thin air or something. I had a really nice resolution. To, this is apropos of nothing, but I had a really nice resolution to a long pursuit today. Okay. So, I started drinking peppermint tea like a year ago, a year and a half ago. Yep. And every day I go to the same McDonald's drive-thru mm-hmm. in Halifax to get a peppermint tea. Okay. This is not going to be me griping about how to order peppermint tea. Okay, good. Uh, well, no, not good. I was I was game for that. I was ready for it. No, no, no. This is a fresh story. So I get a peppermint tea, and, and so I've been collecting, of course, those little stamps that come on the McDonald's cup. The stamp, mm-hmm. the stamp you peel off the cup. There's also a little card. For every seven, you get a free hot beverage at McDonald's. Yes. But I didn't cash in any of my stamp cards right? for a whole year. So I saved up 36 stamp cards. That's 252 stamps, which, by the way, is really vulgar. Did you do the math on that? Yes. It's, it's really like kind of toxically vulgar to be like, look at this hoard of privilege I have that I could just pay for them instead of cashing in the free ones. Right. But I was keeping them in a cup holder. And then about two months ago, I was like, I should probably cash these in. I don't need these anymore. It's not funny anymore. <laughs> And I can probably get a lot of, I can probably go for like two months without having to pay for a tea. And sure enough, I did. Which brings us to today, which was my last fully filled out stamp card. The mm-hmm. last of my collection. And I uh, I go to the the window. And this this gal who I kind of have a rapport with at this point. Sure. Uh, I hand her the card. And she looks at me and she goes, how do you always have one of these? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, well, I don't anymore. And I promise I'm not counterfeiting them. Were you like... You sweet, sweet angel. I'll <laughs> see you again someday. Just kind of like driving forward. <laughs> I just thought that like she could have said that anytime for the last six weeks. Yeah. And her limit was 35. And today, like on the last one, that's yeah. how the story ends. She's yeah. finally had enough. Right. And so she noticed a while ago is yeah. the other thing. She must have noticed. She decided right. today to say it. Did you explain it to her? Yeah. Nice. Nice. I had to because otherwise they might think that I'm like making these on my laminator at home. But now you still get those stickers from those past 36. Well, that's how they get you. Yeah, you got to keep going back. But so, but ostensibly you filled out more cards since then. More than 36. That's why. That's why it went on for two months. Right. Right. That's amazing. Yeah, I love this. Yeah. Um. Oh, it went on for two months because you kept filling new cards yeah. and continuing. I those. would get stamps from the free cups. <laughs> right. And so for every seven of those, I'd get another okay. free drink. No, that, that adds an extra layer to the story. It went on and on, but now I got to start paying for tea again. You thought, you thought at one point, maybe this was infinite. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm not that dumb. I'm a little dumb. I'm not that dumb. Unless somebody wants to fan check me for Christ's sake. Oh God. Oh my God. A- Jade explains it. She's like, hey, sweets, remember when you said you weren't that dumb? Well, I remember the time. That- In fact, money can be infinite. Yeah. Allow me to explain why. Right. They're making a Minecraft movie. Okay. What's what's the one thing they could Mind do? Minesweeper? No, Minecraft. Oh, okay. What's the one thing they could do to the Minecraft movie to make it even stupider than the slug line of Minecraft movie? What could they do to this movie to make it like... Like the worst sounding movie of all time. Um, I'm just thinking of like actors they could put in sure, there. Sure, but eh, you know what Minecraft looks like? These yeah, like blocks. Little, right. Right? Right. It's going to be blocks. live action. What? Yeah. <laughs> We're going to do a live action. If the tagline was like 
Go block yourself. <laughs> Live action Minecraft movie. It doesn't come out until March of 2022. And the studio is expressing concerns that by then people will be over Minecraft. Okay. Are, are people kind of over Minecraft now? Is no, that... it's the second most popular video game of all time. Really? What's the yeah. first? World of Warcraft. Wow. But the World of Warcraft movie was famously bad. It was terrible. Duncan Jones. Yeah. Duncan Jones. Who's Duncan Jones? David Bowie's son. Oh. Yeah. I was half cut when I went to see the World of Warcraft movie, and it was still bad. <laughs> yeah, not enjoyable. It was not enjoyable at all. It was terrible. Yeah, so the, I actually been playing Minecraft a little bit. Becky plays it a little bit more than me. Really? It is quite a peaceful little way to spend some time. Sure. Uh, and it's addictive, but I can't understand how it's going to be a good movie. What Live are you action, supposed no to do? You're just like building structures? Yeah, you could just build anything. Okay. Yeah. It's like like interactive lego kind of thing it's like interactive exactly it's a very digital lego but there's also like sort of a do you remember the sims like sim farms yeah yeah there's like a component where you have to like deal with agriculture and pests and right, stuff okay and i think you can customize that so you don't have to deal with that as much like there's this amazing youtube video where like professionally speaking this team of people created the wizarding world of harry potter on yeah. minecraft and it's like what they did for a living for two years. Right. And they did everything, like right down to the inch. And it's sensate. Like not just Hogwarts, like right. King's Cross Station and London and Diagon Alley. Oh my God. And it's like a seven minute, if you type in Minecraft Hogwarts, you will go into a magical realm. And that's how they rebuilt Notre Dame. <laughs> <laughs> Dom. Somebody will have done Notre Dame yeah. out, of, out, out of Minecraft for sure. Pretty but that quick. was Assassin's Creed. Yes, I know. To I bring it joking. all back. I, I was just joking. Relax. Um, we're both just joking. Just take it. This is a jokey podcast. Relax. No one's getting paid here. We're just trying to have fun. That's right. Just relax. God. I am trying to get paid here. Okay. <laughs> you came to the <laughs> this has wrong. This my goal. You came to the wrong spare bedroom, my friend. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, there's no bed in here. It just looks like a studio. Oh, that's why nobody ever sleeps here. Mm. My God. You get more paid than I do. I give you a drink every time you come over here. That's true. I thought you kind of got paid with my company. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That is 100% it. Plus 45 minutes of editing after. Do you That's... edit for 45 minutes? Well, just computers are slow these days. It's only 2019. I thought you just, I thought we were running it straight. We are. But I still have to do, like, I have to edit in right, you... some little little uh, record scratches and some, sure. some cat uh, meows and stuff. Right. And right. some, like... Awooga. Like some awoogas and some wah wah wahs. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Love it. Because we're a shock jock radio show. Yeah, I know. I, I think we should do at least one episode like that. What did you have? You had an idea for a shock jock radio show. What was it called? Oh, um. Like sweat and drip or something. It was awful. It was horrible. Did I call it yeah, drip and sweat? Maybe it was that. Drip and sweat. Am I drip or sweat? Well, sweat's a little closer to sweets. Oh, you're right. <laughs> when, I, when I first started at the radio station, Bobby Mack called me Colon Sweats. Right. I knew that. And I still hear it sometimes. Colon Sweats. I shouldn't have shared that with the world. Want to talk about shows? a rough name. Let's, yeah, let's do it. Let's talk about Wait, uh, Meghan Markle, did she have her baby yet? Not yet. Okay. Or at least not at the time of this uh, recording. Okay. Not at the time of recording. Right. T-O-R. Um... I think it's my turn to go first. Okay, sweet. Let's okay. I guess I'll recap Rami because the other one's very difficult to recap. Okay. So, yeah, sure. so put me on the clock. I'll recap the first episode of Rami on Hulu. Uh, and uh, I'll go on go. Let's put you on the clock. Put me, yeah. on, that, put me on that clock. I'm scared Start I'm going to listen back to this episode and be like, Colin, shut up. Shut up. <laughs> I have a feeling. No, I don't think so. No? No, I think I think we had even kinda, time. Kind of wound for sound, though. I'm kind of kind of being kind of goofy. I love it. Let's go another hour. All right. Okay. <laughs> oh, boy. But first, 30 seconds. All right. In three, two, one. Uh, Rami is struggling to find uh, some kind of romantic satisfaction, considering he is a devout Muslim, and he can't seem to find a woman who... Uh, shares his faith and lifestyle it would definitely please his family if he were to follow that path uh his current girlfriend is not so on board because she feels a little bit misled so he gets set up with this muslim girl who also doesn't really want what he wants she kind of wants this kinky sex life and he's not comfortable with that and so i'm not really sure how it ends 
it kind of resolves with it kind of resolves with him talking uh his feelings out with the shop owner who was also uh, a super devout muslim i kind of didn't see it coming right away until he was having a fight with his girlfriend who by the way was uh yes i was i was gonna bring that up to you today but i didn't want to ruin that surprise yeah girl from pen 15 anna kunkel i had never seen either of these two girls before pen 15 which really enhanced the viewing of that show by the way and now they're popping up everywhere um so yeah, I didn't really get up until that scene that he was so devout. I kind of thought that he was just like another one of these uh, big six slash crashing stories where it's like spiritual guy who's trying to like find his own way to approach religion. Right. But no, he's like pretty traditional as it turns out. I think the idea is he has slept with girls and he has, you know, done things that aren't necessarily in line with with the Muslim belief. Right. But he's struggling to figure out why it's such a bad thing because he's still observing a lot of the other rules. Yeah, he like doesn't drink, mm-hmm. which his girlfriend didn't notice, which is kind of bizarre. Right. Uh, and I, I've heard it referred to as like a, a sort of a replacement for Master of None, which I think probably at this point we're never going to see again. Right. And I don't see that. I think that because he's brown, that's why people said that. Yeah. There is like a bit of a comedic tone to it, but it's not as charming. People are calling him a comedian too. And I'm, I don't know if I, it was some of the, script I would like to watch o- his up. Some of the script was okay. I thought, I thought like there were certain lines that were pretty funny. I, I liked when he said, um, look, I know it was terrible, but the day the Muslim ban happened, I had a really good day. Right. I thought that was really yeah. funny. And I thought what his sister said when she left the dinner table was truly hilarious. It was the funniest line of the show. She says, you're just filling this void in your life with women and it's ruining my life. Fuck you, Rami. Stupid bitch. Dina out. And she walks away. <laughs> and he just shakes his head and goes, she's out of control. <laughs> I love that. He was very understated in it. He was, which, yeah. Which made it pretty funny. Like, And also, I think the allure of the first episode for me was getting to know kind of like the Muslim tradition in a comedy show. Sure. You know, I'm not going to watch a documentary about it. Probably like this was the way I was going to get those facts, but I actually thought it was kind of bold. It was kind of, kind of fresh. Oh, it was for sure. That the character was going to exhibit that kind of traditionalism and not shy away from it. Like in the way, in the way that these like hip, premium cable shows are like our character is spiritual in like a garden variety kind of way no he's actually hardcore trying to follow this or trying to figure himself out yeah i thought that was kind of radical right um because like i've I've been catching up on crashing and Mm -hmm. like the story there is like he like believes in auras or whatever but he doesn't want to like go to rock church with his parents anymore right and that's kind of tired and like i said with the big sick it happens in that too he like has to face his strict traditional parents and in a way, the parents and Rami are kind of cliches, but he's not a cliche. No. No, he's not a cliche, and he's actually asking the parents for their help. Yeah, the dad was kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I thought they were all funny. And I even like the whole, you know, what kind of girl do you want me to hook you up with? It, should she be, like, covered, uncovered? Like, that's actually a conversation that I'm assuming happens. Right, probably. I never thought about it before. Yeah. He's kind of like a shitty dumbass, though, isn't he? Like, mm. the thing with the condom is, like, crazy. Like, where after he's had sex right. with his white girlfriend. He's checking to make sure that there was no holes in the condom. That's really crazy. Get her break. And, and offensive. <laughs> like, it, isn't that, like, really awful? So you're coming from the mindset of he thought that she might be poking holes, or? I think that's what she thought. I think that's what she thought. No, yeah. he just wanted to make sure he wasn't getting a white girl pregnant. Right. I think he was, maybe it was a white girl, maybe it was just you know, before like Muslim marriage. Right. I think it was a combination of all of these things. Right. But then he super judges that other Muslim girl when she's kind of kinky in the car. He really judged. I mean, I understand him not wanting to choke her if that's right. not his thing, but like she, she feels judged and then right. he kind of judges her. I think that was kind of a device to show, you know, the, the many levels. Right. Because she, she makes the statement like, you just put me in the Muslim box right away. She's right. And by the way, I'm not saying he can't be flawed. He should be. Right. But like, he's got a lot to learn. And I'm, I totally. think that's kind of okay that they're illustrating. Well, I think that's kind of the point of the show is like, you're going to watch this kind of funny learning process that right. might also be kind of dramatic. And you know what? You might cry at one point. Right. 
we know how I feel about when shows are just named after the first name of the character. Mm-hmm. I think that's not interesting. I was going to ask you about that. Were you? Yeah. Because it even had a similar opening to Barry, but with like, you know, uh, Middle Eastern music. I love Barry, but Barry's mm-hmm. the stupidest name ever for that show. Mm-hmm. What would you call it? Oh, I need more time. When I write something, I change the name like 30 times. Mm. And then I go back to the first thing I chose. I'd call it... Uh, um. Well, didn't we talk about Spy this when we, when we did a when we did a Barry podcast? I, I think I talked I think about Hit Your Mark is a better name for for Barry than Barry. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, Hit Your Mark is actually incredible. Yeah, yeah. we t- we did talk about that. That's a missed opportunity. Okay. Well, what's what could this one be called? Rom, um, Rami. I don't know. I I made a joke the other day that a halal restaurant should be called Halal of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. Or a Halalifax. Halifax sure. here yeah. in Halifax. It only mm. worked in Halifax. Right, right. Yeah, I this, was gonna. The show couldn't be called Halifax. No, so that'd, that'd be, be very confusing. A little long. It's produced by uh, Drod Carmichael. Yes, I saw that. You think they're buds? They must be. I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. He's kind of an interesting guy, right? He's like he's got a bit of an artsiness to him where he wants to just do good stuff. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Big Gerard Carmichael fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So we give it our S? I guess so. I don't think I'm going to keep up with it. I liked the script a lot. Mm. I don't know if, <clears throat> excuse me. I don't know if I liked him enough. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those ones where I don't want to deter people from watching it. No, but no. I'm not going to watch it. It's getting good reviews. Yeah. I, I bet it is. Yeah. It, it's different. It's different. Okay. It's also hard for us to watch a Hulu show like that consistently isn't that the worst yeah i don't know like they've been they've been promising for literally a decade to mm-hmm. get hulu in canada yeah i know that's bail i know okay all right so you're gonna recap uh probably not smoothly but oh, God. do your not best smoothly at all the first episode of i think you should leave with tim robinson starring mm-hmm. tim robinson with tim robinson sure uh just just give me what you got in 30 seconds and three two one go Okay, so I think you should leave with Tim Robinson as a sketch show. That's the first thing that should be known. The first sketch is uh, about a man who is exiting a job interview and staying in an awkward moment of trying to open the door the wrong way. The second one is about a uh, lawyer who is almost like an injury uh, lawyer, but for a series of strange things that might have happened to you that clearly didn't happen to anyone else. The third one is a baby pageant. The fourth one is... Ah, that's all I got. Well, it's it's uh, Vanessa Bayer trying to make... Uh, right. Trying to like refer to her friends as her bitches, but in the meanest way possible. Rather than like, hey, hanging out with two dum-dums. It's like, hanging out with two sacks of dog shit. Who obviously should be shot in the face. <laughs> right. I worry that's about great. Vanessa Bayer. I would like to see her get a thing that's hers. So she yeah, doesn't drift she, away. That's good. She needs to do the sort of 80 Bryant route. Yes. Or for that matter, I mean, if if the Tim Robinson thing is up her alley. No, it's okay if she's going to be like one of the featured players on this show. Yeah. Obviously, she's a great character sketch performer. Yeah. But I kind of like to see, I think she's reached a level where she doesn't have to work for Tim Robinson, who got fired from SNL after one year. Right, right. Although, you know, Seth Meyers. Uh, Can we talk about how bad Tim Robinson was on SNL? I mean, like, yeah. let's, let's not say bad, but he didn't have any thing that he no did and snl i think that's that's proof that snl just doesn't work for every kind of comedian right. and that there are like chris rock is probably the best example right uh i mean jim carrey wasn't on it but like uh, like a lot of these people who just kind of didn't mesh in with that circuit yeah but tim robbins tim robinson robinson yeah. he got hired either as a writer or just like a feature character performer yeah. on late night with seth myers oh okay and Seth then recommended this show when it was released the other day on Netflix in a tweet where he said, I've said many times, Tim Robinson is one of the best living sketch comedians. Yeah. So clearly Seth was in his corner. He's really funny. I read a review that said most of Tim Robinson's sketches are about a guy who is either too stubborn to understand the awkwardness of the situation Mm -hmm. and keeps staying in it right or like a guy who is uh, i kind of forget the breakdown but an aggressive kind of aggressive (laughs) yeah or a guy who keeps getting angrier as he gets angry and more frustrated as things go on or both that's the other one you (laughs) didn't mention is the the final sketch the longest sketch is with what's his name from the walking dead Stephen yun yeah where uh it's like Stephen yun's 
birthday and they're all opening presents uh-huh. and he gets him a stupid present it's like a wreath or something and he says there's a receipt in the bag if you don't like it and he's right. like no i like it he says then give me the receipt and some of the premises don't seem that original no. but they keep going on to the point that they are they become original yes because of how ridiculous they are uh, the the opening sketch where he's yeah you're right he he insists that the door opens both ways. I was here yesterday. Oh, you got to push. No, it opens both ways. I was here yesterday. Right. And so he just tears the door frame <laughs> off the off the building. Yeah. That's actually like a beautiful metaphor for like the the stonewall stubbornness of people these right. days. They just cannot be corrected on stuff. Yeah. And they double down until they look like maniacs. Right. That's a real thing that's happening a lot. Yeah. Yep. And it was a great way to start the show. You're right. And uh, I think the baby sketch was... Like, I actually started crying laughing at that. So funny. Because, again, I didn't think the premise was that funny of, like, you know, we're going to pick the best baby. But so many ridiculous <laughs> things happen, including a shooter running out on the stage. <laughs> because, because be like, everybody hates one of the babies, one of the babies. <laughs> named Harley Jarvis. <laughs> Fuck you, Harley Jarvis. Harley Jarvis, yeah. <laughs> I hope you die, Harley Jarvis. Right. He did, the doctor didn't want to mention anything about Harley Jarvis because of how bad it was. <laughs> <laughs> He's like wearing a bandana. They do it in memoriam, but yes. it's not it's not dead babies. It's dead people who used to be babies. Yes, and, they, <laughs> and all of the people have the most ridiculous names. Like, yeah, well, uh, <laughs> Tiny Dinky Daffy. <laughs> Tiny Dinky Daffy. Was she the one who was uh, dump truck? She uh, was pancaked by a dump a drunk dump truck driver. <laughs> And that's the other thing is in memoriams, don't say how they died. And someone comments on that. Like, wait, usually in memoriams, don't say how people die. <laughs> well, they do it's now. Like throat slash. <laughs> <laughs> and they've got these hilarious names. They're all pictures of older people. <laughs> uh, tiny Dinky Daffy. Uh, uh. <laughs> and then the host also got me because they say in memoriam. And he's like, Oh my God, they're going to show babies that died? And the host says, No, they're not going to show. It's all old people. You can come on, you fucking weirdo. They used to be babies. Yeah. <laughs> In more than one sketch, they use the term mud pie for shit. Yes. For poop. Yes. More than once. <laughs> yeah. He uses it exclusively in the Stephen Yin sketch. We knew what it meant in the Stephen Yin sketch because it was used earlier. Right. I mean, I was kind of on, on track anyway. Right. But. We figured it out. Uh, why is it called uh, I Think You Should Leave? Just because that's like one of those awkward things people say that shuts down a moment. And like in almost every skit, I think you could have said, I think you should leave to someone except maybe the uh, the baby one. Yeah, no, that's kind of good. That's a, that's you know, a good like, description. Like the, the characters are so like cringy. Yeah. That I think they... you should leave. You're not in a good place right, right. now. Yeah, yeah, that's and a it's good kind of. The, I, I watched the second episode today, and it wasn't quite as funny as the first one, but there were some <laughs> really, really good ones that had Jen and I both laughing. How cool is it that, uh, in the streaming world, there are no rules about how long something has to be? Like so many shows that are on streaming services still stick to a thirty or sixty minute uh, yeah, structure because that's a, that's what writers are used to crafting yeah but you there's really no rules and there's by the way there's no rules that say podcasts have to be an hour either that's true and they're and they're a streaming thing they just are what they are and mm -hmm. so this show seems to be aware of that but mm -hmm. it doesn't run an hour 18 mm -hmm. it runs 17 minutes every episode in the series is less than 20 minutes the full season runtime is an hour 41 we could do like another 10 minute podcast yeah that could be our thing have another podcast? I don't need another podcast. <laughs> we, and we can have a guest on it every week. Okay, you be in charge of that. 10-minute interview. Okay, who do you want to interview? Bill Gates. Okay. <laughs> That's our target Our target guest. Okay. We'll work up to it. Uh-huh. Uh, other than that, um, I would settle for like Ross Arsenault. I think we can do. I do a podcast with him. Oh, I think we can do that. Connection. It's who you know. In the fall, there's mm -hmm. going to be a Star Wars series come out on Disney Plus, and we are going to have to review it on this show and Man. the Star Wars podcast. So I thought we should do a crossover episode. Oh, cool. Yeah. Is there something we can do with both theme songs? <laughs> mix them like, like mash somehow them up. mix them. Interesting. Or maybe we just need a record scratch in between another. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all listen up.
I don't have anything else to say about the show except for that. It was way funnier than I thought it was going to be. I'd totally give it my ass. I Absolutely. can't wait to watch it all. It's outrageous and friggin' crazy. Yeah, I love it. I was actually going to tweet at him just saying that. You should before I, he gets I, super famous. I thought it was like one of the funniest things ever. At this point, he'll see your tweet. I know. I think he will. Yeah. He'll probably like it. I think so. We'll find out if he has uh, Twitter. So uh, last week during Jaden Smith's Coachella performance, guess who made a cameo performance? Uh, guess Big who Willie style. came out on stage to do a verse, to do 16 bars? Was it Willow? No. Ah, <laughs> it wasn't Willow. Was it Jada? It was William. William Smith. William Smith. Ah, we meet again, William Smith. The first. Is what Jaden said. <laughs> and so that was probably cringy. Go home. Yeah. What God. Were they doing the... Like a song you, together, you, I guess. Okay. Yeah. He also has a trailer out for a new movie called Gemini Man, where he plays both a young and old version of himself. Okay. Real Benji Button situation. I guess, yeah. That's why I think we talked a couple of weeks ago about how he did young person makeup. He younged himself down right. for this movie Gemini Man. Not for his Coachella performance. No, he looked old as fuck in that. Yeah. <laughs> Certainly next to Jaden Smith. Yeah. He's awesome. forever young. He's found the fountain of youth. <laughs> did he have pink hair? Uh, yeah, probably. I, don't, I didn't watch it. I don't trust Will Smith. That's fair. And that's why you never trust Will Smith. Never trust Will Smith. Will Smith.